0: Hey, what is up, you guys, and welcome to the first episode of the Critical Points Basketball Podcast. My name is Abhinav Thirumala, and this is my co-host, Shil Patel.
1: What is up, everybody? I hope everyone's having a great day. Today is going to be an amazing day for basketball, and uh, going to be a good episode.
0: Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So here's a little bit of what we're going to go over in the first ever episode. We're going to go over trade rumors that are currently in the league right now. So we're going to talk. So we're going to talk a little bit about LaMarcus Aldridge, Aaron Gordon, Kelly Oubre, Kyle Lowry, just the general buzz and give and give our thoughts on the matter. We're going to go over some jersey rankings with the new earned edition jerseys. And we're each going to do a hot take and see what the other's reaction is. Yep.
1: Yeah, perfect. Let's get started then. Yes, sir. All right. Let's start off with the first one. Lamarcus Aldridge. What do you what do you think of the Spurs saying that he's up for he's up for trading?
0: I think the Spurs, they made the correct choice. I think they did it a year too late personally, but yeah. The problem with Lamarcus Aldridge is right, I don't know who's actually gonna take him because of because of his skill set and mainly his contract.
2: Yeah. Because he's making like
0: Aldridge-
1: 24 million, right? Exactly. He's not the beast he was, you know, like five, six years ago when he was playing for Portland. Mm -hmm. Or even
0: a Antonio, right?
1: Yeah, he was pretty – exactly. He was – he's just getting old now, you know? He's got a lot of injuries and stuff like that. But who – what team do you think would be good for him, for him to go to?
0: I mean, like, any team – I mean, we have to look at that by seeing, like, what he's good at now and what he's not good at anymore, Right. Because right. like on offense, Marcus Aldridge, he is still a very he's still a very good player. He's he's almost automatic from mid range, and yeah, uh, he's even gotten true. a lot better at his three, right? So yeah, yeah. The problem is on the defensive end where he gives up a lot of points as well. So it's probably like that any, is true. Like any contender that can basically use him in a bench role, right? So you got your standard picks like the Nets, the six not uh, not the Sixers, but just like uh, the Nets, the Lakers. Please don't average. say the
1: Nets. They already have enough players. They already have enough all-stars. They don't need another one. You know what I All I'm right. Saying? All right. All right. Hopefully not. If the they Nets. if Lamarcus Aldridge goes to the Nets, bro, what is dude? I don't even know what that would mean for them. It's gonna be
0: it's gonna be like the 2016, not the 2016, my bad. The 2018 Warriors all over again. That that was deadly. That was deadly. Too deadly. I don't well,
1: know why, but I think Lamarcus Aldridge going to Portland would be a good trade. Only I wouldn't not from like a strategical standpoint, but I'm saying because if he's on his last few years and if he retires in Portland, I think that'd be a good scenario for him personally. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what Portland would trade for LaMarcus Aldridge or if they would even want him at this
0: point. I mean, like, he he does seem like a very, like, he does seem like a decent fit in Portland. I mean, like, because there are only are power man. forwards right now, right? It's Robert Covington, Zach Collins, and well, Carmelo and the carcass of Carmelo Anthony. The carcass of... <laughs> Uh, hey, he right. can still
1: get buckets, though. He can still get buckets.
0: Uh, fair enough, fair enough. But like, I guess, like, I think the Spurs should just buy him out at this point because if he's big on the trade block for at least this amount of time, and there's not even a single offer for him because there's no rumors or anything circulating about Aldridge as well, right? So I guess right, yeah, yeah.
1: I'll, literally, I saw when this when he Gregg Popovich said that the, he's up for trade, and no one really has made like an offer for him or anything like that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of just it's been silent just on out. that on that regard. Yeah.
0: Speaking it's of like, people who should be bought out, let's talk about Andre Drummond. Andre
1: Drummond. Uh, Andre Drummond. That he's an interesting fellow to say the least. I, I know you have a very opinion. You have a very uh very strong
0: opinion about Andre Drummond. To me, Andre Drummond is probably one of the most overrated players in not one of he is the most overrated player in the NBA by far. That is a very very hot take, I must say. I mean, people are always talking about like how about how Andre Drummond can help this contender, how he can go there, right? But right, like what? But just because he's been playing in Cleveland, right? There's not as many people watching his games, and recently he's just not he's just not like that, as good as people hype him up out to be, right? Because at best he's just like at best he's like a role player. Who can just who can just grab a few rebounds, finish some lobs, and uh, on de- and like just be a big body on defense, right? Because right, he doesn't have any offensive range. First of all, right.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: And even and even his finishing at the rim, even his finishing at the rim has gone down a lot in recent years. He has no mm-hmm. post up. He has no like major post up threats, right? His his shooting is just uh, miserable from anywhere on, from anywhere on the court, right? Right. And like his and his main value on offense is just catching the lobs. But why would you pay but why would you pay Andre Drummond to just catch the lobs when you can yeah. get some when you can just get like Damian Jones or some some center off the buyout market who does 80% of what he does? And, sh- and, and yes, he is an amazing offensive rebounder, right? But is that are those rebounds really worth the twenty-eight million dollars that he's making to your right. team right now? Right. Right. yeah
1: you know i saw a co- i saw a video a couple of years back of this guy uh in training shooting a bunch of threes but that did not translate into the nba very well as we as we've noticed not you know?
0: whatsoever i think
1: like, uh isn't he like one of the worst rated centers in
0: defense defensively as well 100% in my opinion yeah. he's one of if not the worst defensive centers because he's yeah outside of being large on defense right he hasn't no, he has he doesn't have that many that many particularly good skills I mean, he he has decently active hands, right? It's not, so, but it's not something that can really set him apart from some from some other center,
1: right? Yeah. So I so basically, he's over. It's not that he's bad. He's just that he's overpaid that to the point where teams can get similar players like him for cheaper, exactly. or a, they can get a much uh, cheaper
0: contract. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's a problem with like. Well, that's a problem with like giving a center specifically a lot of money these days, right? Because right. like, cent- the center position. Unless it's someone like revol, unless it's someone not revolutionary but extremely, extremely good, right? So, yeah. for example, Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, Embiid. even yeah. Bam Adebayo to a lesser extent.
1: Oh yeah, he's right? a he's unless, a
0: talent for sure. Yeah. Unless it's somebody like that, right? It, right. You don't. You shouldn't be paying a center so 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 much money because you can get you can re- replicate their skills very easily, right? Because yeah. for Andre, instead of paying Andre Drummond, uh, twenty eight million or whatever or whatever it is he's exactly making you Mm -hmm. could you can try and trade for roshan holmes who does everything andre drummond does better and he's and he's and he's a lot cheaper too and even he is a free agent this year but the maximum i think he can make is like is like mid-level exception money or it's just slightly higher like 12 13 million right yeah right right and that's like that's like my main issue with andre drummond it's just his skill set isn't as valuable Mm-hmm. To a team as people make it out to be, and his salary and his salary is just way too much.
1: Yeah, twenty eight million dollars is a lot of money. A lot of like that's how much like like big stars get paid these days, you know.
0: Hundred percent, like like yeah. people who are, people who are just signing the first max contracts, right? Like Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brown. These guys are making that much money, right? Yeah, that's know, crazy. Yeah, and I wouldn't want Andre Drummond to be making as much as Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum or even Donovan <laughs> Mitchell.
1: Exactly, yeah. I mean, well, now that we've uh, now that we've stated our opinion, you know, Andre Drummond, you know, no hate, just purely from a basketball perspective.
0: Hundred percent, great guy off the court, great I, guy
1: I, off the court, and he's a really good offensive rebounder. So there's there's that as well.
0: It's just rebounding in general, you know. Like we're not saying but, Andre Drummond is like garbage or anything, right? It's just he's yeah. not. He's just not as good as his salary or his reputation makes him out to be. Not exactly,
1: all. and. Let's talk about possible trade destinations. I think, you know, we were talking about this earlier. I think Charlotte might be a really good fit for Andre Drummond. What I do you think? think, think so well.
0: I, th- I think so as well. I think so as well. I mean, Charlotte, it seems less likely now with the with the announcement of LaMelo Ball being out for the season. Uh, yeah, That was heartbreaking to hear, honestly. It was, heart- it was heartbreaking to see as well. Cost my fantasy yeah. team a lot of points.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> Not just but fantasy. Just we don't get to see LaMelo play anymore, you know?
0: 100%. And if... Yeah. Uh, if Andre Drummond gets bought out, which I think, which I honestly think is the most likely option, because I can't see I can't see any team trading for him. I mean, just right. last year, right? Like, if yeah. Andre Drummond was as valuable as people as as uh, the media and people make him out to be, he would have mm. been traded. He would have been traded for more than like almost than almost nothing, right? Because last like, yeah. uh, last year, for example, when he got traded from the Pistons to the Cavs, he got traded mm. for Brandon Knight, John Henson, right. and a and like a top fifty protected second round pick. right right right. which basically amounts to nothing at the end of the day because brandon knight and john henson are both no longer in the league oh well that's just
1: (laughs) so that trade was kind of useless in that sense
0: it was useless it was useless number one and what else and if that was the best return they could have gotten right imagine imagine the returns they're getting now because the Cavs are uh, apparently reportedly just looking for a second round pick and still can't find any trade scenarios whatsoever for this guy Yeah, honestly,
1: I think if Andre Drummond's salary was like maybe half of what it is now, maybe there would have been some better trade offers.
0: 100%. I think because at
1: the end of the day, like any team he goes to, they're going to have that star. They're going to have like those star players that are basically getting the same amount of money as Andre Drummond. So they're, Mm. I don't think they're going to want to pay that, like double the money that they're already paying for
0: their star player, you know? Exactly, and like Toronto was a rumor trade destination, right? Yes, yes, and I heard about that. Yeah, I think, and I do think he'd be a good fit there if he get uh, if he gets bought out because, like, the, because with the Raptors' big men right now, Aaron, like Aaron Baines has just been awful this entire year.
1: Yeah, that's I was I was surprised at that. You know, Aaron Baines is pretty good for the Celtics. You
0: know, he's good for the Celtics. Even in Phoenix, he was pretty good.
1: Yeah, but, uh, I don't know, maybe just having a bad year, but hopefully, he gets better maybe. for that. Yeah,
0: right. And Chris and Chris Boucher is good, but oh, Chris Boucher, yeah. I mean, he still has some, like, he still has a little bit of, like, I guess, a rookiness would be the easiest way to say it. As in, like, he gets, he gets really fake. He gets faked out very easily. Right, uh, right. Hey,
1: but at the end of the day, he's learning and he's playing really well for the Raptors. Oh, great option off the bench.
0: Yeah. Great option off the bench. But I don't think he should be your starting center right now, if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah. I think he could be potentially as he, Mm because he's going to keep improving as, as the uh, career grows, you know? Yeah. Could be a real threat. But anyways, back to uh yeah. I think like wait, sorry, when is the exact day, the end of the trade deadline?
0: I think the exact day is like March twenty fifth or March March twenty-fifth, something like that. So just around the end okay. of this week, basically.
1: Right, right. That okay. So do you think Andre Drummond will get traded by then or do you think there's gonna be something else? Like he's gonna get bought out or I he's think gonna
0: just... he's gonna get bought out because I don't I can't see anybody trading for that contract.
1: Yeah, and then he'll just sign with another team. Yeah, probably so that means,
0: the Nets or the Raptors, just what I'm thinking.
1: Oh, man, if he goes to the... Oh, I mean, my I, goodness, bro. The Nets are just I, getting everyone at this point.
0: You know, it's, a, it's, it's like when LeBron first came to L.A., remember? Anytime, anytime somebody was on the trade block, the Lakers would be interested in them.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, Quote-unquote
0: interested, you know? Quote-unquote interest. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think... Wait, so if he gets bought out, that means uh, whatever teams he signs for, they can make whatever contract they want. Right. yeah
0: so he so if he gets bought out then he's just going to sign for like the like a veterans minimum for like the rest of the year
1: i think that's yeah that actually makes the most sense yeah mm-hmm. the cavaliers will pay whatever his contract is left and he'll sign what i think i think he might he might go to a contending team if they if they want him such as the lakers or the nets
0: Yeah, and i think and i think that's a perfect fit for him too if he gets bought yeah. out. yeah speaking right, yeah speaking of I think players that's, uh... actually get traded now right yeah. Let's talk about Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon, the dunk
1: him? contest god. He got robbed. He got robbed for sure.
0: I agree
1: 100%. Yeah, Aaron Gordon, you know, I've heard a lot of rumors through these past few days, you know, the Celtics, the Warriors, even the Rockets. You know, that's uh what do you what do you think would be a really good fit for Aaron Gordon? Cuz he cuz he wants to get traded to a playoff playoff team. So, I think the Rockets is not happening for sure. Yeah, I don't think the
0: Rockets is happening either because yeah. uh i mean it just like when i heard that rumor it just never really made sense to me right because yeah the rockets, exactly the rockets already have like already have christian wood who's mm-hmm. who basically fills that four and five position and uh and the if they're trying to rebuild then get signing a 25 year old who's going to need a new contract soon doesn't really seem like the best course of action
1: yeah yeah christian was the future for the rockets
0: 100 percent and Basically, the same thing that's been happening to Aaron Gordon his whole career, which is there's been too many people that are playing in his that are playing in his natural position, which is what forces him to shift because the magic, right? They've always had like they've always had a bunch of players who are able to play at the power Mm -hmm. forward position. So because of that, Aaron Gordon, sometimes he's had to play the three and other times he has asked to come off the bench.
1: Right? Yeah, yeah.
0: And that, and I think they're really—I st- I don't think it's stunted his development, but I think he, it's stagnated him. As in, like, yeah, he's not getting worse, but he's not, but but he's not improving a, like a very, very significantly. If you want know yeah, I'm I get it, I get it, yeah,
1: yeah. He he can get you fifteen to twenty points a night for sure. Hmm. So yeah, he if he goes to a team, I think Celtics would be a really good uh, fit for Aaron Gordon as well, being in that 100%. organization as well and just
0: general. That'd be that'd be nice. One hundred percent. I like I think I think like there's no better fit in in the league right now for Aaron Gordon than the Celtics because it gives the Celtics like, exactly what they need, which is like a real a real four. Cause like mm. dang, because like no disrespect to Daniel Tice, right? But it's just not his natural position. You know? Yeah.
1: He's a good center though.
0: He can do he can do a little bit exactly. of everything. he should be Shoot their the, starting yeah. center. He should yeah. be their not their starting center, he should be their center off the bench. Like they I guess they're yeah. like seventh bang in the rotation, probably.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But uh, speaking of the Celtics, you know, I saw uh, that there was a, there was a rumor that it was Aaron Gordon, Evan Fournier for, I believe it was two first round picks and Marcus Smart. Am I, was that, was that the, the trade rumor? Yes, it was. And uh... now what do you think about that? Cause I know Marcus Smart is your favorite
0: player. I mean it hurts it hurts me a little bit inside that, that Marcus Smart has to be included but I, I understand why because the, the main problem with the Celtics roster is they don't really have like those middle there's the middle salaries right so so like right. those 15 17 million or any of those cuz after Tatum cuz after uh, Kemba Tatum and Brown mm-hmm. after Kemba and Brown sorry cuz uh, Tatum's extension kicks in next year right after Kem like after uh, Kemba Walker and Jalen Brown the the highest paid person on that roster is Marcus Smart and he only and he makes like thirteen million a year right right right? yeah so basically I don't think the I I don't think the Celtics actually want to give him up but I think he's just being included for like salary purposes right because if I was Boston I'd rather give up something like uh Car like Carson Edwards and yeah. uh, Tristan Thompson, but I don't think the Magic would go for that. And the Magic right. would, And the Magic have lacked a point guard for like... Well, I mean, Magic don't even need
1: the center anymore, right? They have Vucevic exactly. and, yeah,
0: Mo Bamba, I mean, if you can. Vucevic is on the trade block, too, but I don't think he's getting moved until the offseason, personally.
1: Uche, yeah, yeah. that. But I I think that's true, yeah.
0: In regards to your trade, right? I think the trade would be very good for the Celtics because, mm-hmm. I mean, like, it hurts. It hurts to give up Marcus Smart. <laughs> it hurts me to see him go to Orlando. But yeah, I think it's something that they're going to have to do soon, anyways, because t- because they're going to have to pay Marcus Smart in uh, in next year's free agency, right. right? Because his contract expires at the end of twenty twenty two, and I don't think the Celtics are, are going to be ready to give Marcus Smart like eighteen to twenty million a year, because because by then they'll also be pay, be paying uh Jason Tatum on his new max contract. They'll still be paying Kevin yeah. Walker and Jalen Brown, right? But mm-hmm. and I think like Evan Fournier, he like he does make he does make 17 million. And I think they can re-sign him very easily to a to a somewhat more team friendly deal. Right. Like 12, 13. And Evan Fournier is an underrated uh, good scorer. And yep. Aaron Gordon, like I said before, he basically does. Every, he does a little bit of everything well, mm-hmm. which is exactly what the Celtics need from a guy at the four.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. If, if so the Celtics getting Evan Fournier and Aaron Gordon, they just got like two guys who can get you. Guaranteed 15 to 20 points a night, you know, easily. And if one of them is coming off the bench, or something like that, that's even better because now you have a scoring off the bench and on and your starting lineup as well.
0: 100%. With Kemba,
1: Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, you know,
0: and uh, even the Warriors seem for Aaron Gordon seems very interesting to me. Yeah, Aaron, the Warriors,
1: yeah. personally, because I'm obviously you know, I'm a Warriors fan. I don't mm-hmm. know that I've been hearing Kelly Oubre for Aaron Gordon, I've been hearing Andrew Wiggins is on the trade block as well, but personally. I just think if right now, like as good as Aaron Gordon is, I don't think the Warriors need Aaron Gordon. I think hmm. Kelly Oubre fits fits the team better
0: than Aaron Gordon would. That's because just of his my personal spacing ability. Because yeah, of, his... he has a higher potential floor spacing ability, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah, you know he's been struggling with the three ball. We all know that, but like you know, he has he has his games where he pops off. You know, he he gets the threes but it's mostly his defensive ability that he brings as well as his ability to finish at the rim, get those, you know, he's more of a slasher, right? Exactly. So he's, he Like he's basically what Aaron Gordon like would be for the Warriors, you know, the guy mm-hmm. who would cut to the rim, get buckets. But so, yeah, I think in terms of like, like uh, which would be better. I think right as of now, only because only Calibre has built his chemistry, he's found his role. I think mm-hmm. Calibre would be, Better situated to stay here than go to the Magic.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, honestly. Then, but no, I mean, I can't, I can't put it any better than that, honestly.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then uh, the last trade rumor we want to talk about today was uh, Kyle Lowry, you know? He, I never, personally, I never thought he would even get traded. I thought he'd be a Raptor for his whole career. But uh, I've been, you know, there's been a lot of trade rumors lately mm-hmm. from Kyle Lowry.
0: And with, like another thing with Kyle Lowry is right. The reporting, it's so unclear because like the Raptors organization, it's known for being one of those uh, organizations, which doesn't actually like let things, uh, let things get loose a lot.
2: Mm-hmm. So you
0: know how, like, you know how you with like the late with the uh, other teams, right? You always hear that this player wants to get traded or this player is unhappy, but with the right. Raptors, I mean, you rarely ever see that. Like for, uh, yeah. for example, when the Kawhi Leonard trade happened, it was so unexpected expected. Yeah, like I didn't. I could.
1: I didn't believe it that he would go to the Raptors. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like Toronto. Like Toronto, literally just came out of left field, right? Yeah,
1: Masai Jury with one of the Masai greatest
0: Ujiri. greatest deals, one of the best GMs in the league. Probably, not in the championship, in my opinion. In my opinion, I think he's the second best GM in the league. Really? Now, who do you think is
1: the first best GM in the league? First
0: best GM? Personal bias, but Pat Riley.
1: Oh yes, Miami Heat. Okay, fair enough. Personal fair enough. bias,
0: yeah. and if not Pat Riley, then. Uh, I think it's Bob Myers, the Warriors. general. Yes,
1: Bob Myers. He's the one that signed KD, of course. Exactly. Or he got, he got Katie to come here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And anyways, right. In
0: regards to Kyle Lowry, Mm -hmm. I think the only team that actually legit, like makes sense for him to get traded to, because the rap, the Raptors it's been known and they've indicated that they're not going to do Kyle. They're not going to send Kyle Lowry to a team that he doesn't want to go to, right. They're going to do right by him. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I think, like, other than Philadelphia, I can't really see a team that he would that he would want to go to, mm-hmm. or want to get traded to, rather, because yeah. just be, uh, like because he is a Phil- he is a Philadelphia guy, and I think yeah. he'd be a perfect fit for Philadelphia. He gives them exactly what they've been lacking ever since the Ben Simmons Joel Embiid. Who would and...
1: uh, who would Philadelphia trade for Kyle Lowry though?
0: I think uh, Kyle Lowry makes around like thirty million, right?
1: So he makes a lot of money. I right, I can yeah. uh, quickly double check that for you. All right. Thank but you. yeah. Yeah. Keep so, talking. How
2: about what yeah. I think some,
0: I think like the, I think a, a perfect trade for Kyle Lowry and something that both teams would be happy with is I'd say Kyle Lowry for Ty, for Danny green because of sal uh, because of salary purposes. And right. as for the young assets. I'd go with Tyrese Maxey and mm-hmm. Matisse Theibel because I think, I think the Sixers would rather give up Tyrese Ma- would rather uh, keep Tyrese Maxey and give up somebody like Shake Milton instead but because of how good Kyle Lowry is and has been I think they're going to have to give up Maxey so it'll mm-hmm. be Danny Green Tyrese Maxey Matisse Thybul and yeah. then and then if you need sal and then if you need salary fillers whoever that whoever that might be Right, right? yeah so Dwight so I guess so like Dwight Howard or somebody maybe because Maybe yeah yeah And then I think they'd have to give up like two, I think they would have to give up like two first round picks and like two, and two pick swaps. Right. And for, and for the first round picks, I guess if they're like very far in the future, they could make them a lot, they could make them like top five protected or something of that sort.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's a very, very uh, deep analysis. You've taken into this Philly Philly deal. And to your (laughs) point, uh, he does make 30 million a year. So yeah. Yeah. You were correct on that. Yeah. I think, wow. That's, that's a lot of, a lot of players though that the philly would be giving up
0: i mean you're right they would they would be basically giving up their entire bench but like Wait, other... what are
1: you sorry sorry to start you going I'll, uh, no, I'll okay. all...
0: what? oh no no it's okay ask your question
1: i was gonna say would he come off the bench or would he play with ben simmons at the at the starting lineup
0: i think that he should start and the reason i say that is because ben simmons in all in uh in all essence right this is going to be like I don't know if this would be a controversial take or not, but mm-hmm. I don't think Ben Simmons is actually a true point guard because he reminds me, he reminds me a lot of, of uh, like point forward type player. Point right? forward. So,
1: yeah. That's what everyone says. Yeah.
0: So somebody like, like, for example, like uh, one of the quotes that I've heard online is he's like Boris, he's like Boris Dio if, if Boris Diaw had handles. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause he's a very, he's like an extremely good passer out of the post He's very and, and he's and he's almost like unstoppable if, when he's driving it when he's driving into yeah. the lane, yeah, or if he's inside or in transition. But yeah, because like of who's his limitations gonna... as a shooter, right? Yeah, and he was,
1: his only limitation is his shooting ability. Yeah,
0: one hundred percent, and because of his limitations as a shooter, right? I, I he's not exactly like a good half court creator, mm-hmm. and because and his limitations as a half court creator. Is what cost Philadelphia so many times because teams would just ignore Ben Simmons anytime, uh, yeah. During, anytime he had the ball outside of like ten feet,
1: that is that is very true. I've seen a lot of uh, pictures of Ben Simmons getting the most space; like they basically give him the entire court, half court <laughs> to just shoot the ball. You know,
0: and if you remember in like the twenty eighteen playoff series against the Celtics, right, the, right, uh, Boston pretty much matched up Ben Simmons with Al Horford because they knew Simmons wasn't going to do anything outside of the paint. Yeah, right. that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Ben Simmons if if Ben Simmons plays next to somebody like a Kyle Lowry or even or even uh when Jimmy Butler was in Philly, he he kind of filled this role. If yeah. Ben Simmons plays next to somebody like that, I think that the Sixers would unlock a new dimension in their offense and they'd unlock a lot more from Ben Simmons as well.
1: Yeah. He, yeah, could you could you imagine you have your starting five would be like Kyle Lowry, Danny Green, Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris and oh Joel Embiid?
0: No, I'm not Green. He's getting traded, remember? Oh, he's one of the. Oh, who would be yeah, the. He has who, to get who traded.
1: Would, who would start for, for, for a shooting guard then at the team. I mean, for
0: shooting guard, you can basically just pick a guy off the. I mean, if Set, it depends oh, probably on. The, Seth Curry, probably Seth Curry. Probably Seth Curry. Seth Curry, Furcon, Cork Yeah. Depending, on, really depending on who you're playing, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. Seth Curry or Furcon, Cork most likely.
1: That would be deadly lineup. Deadly lineup.
0: 100%. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Got any other thoughts well, yeah, on that, Lowry?
1: I think uh, Philly, like now that you, now that you've told me this, this is a very, very good actually option for uh, for for Cal Lowry. But I think also Miami. I've heard a lot of trade rumors that Miami would be a possible destination for him. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I saw it was like Kendrick. Uh, they were putting up Kendrick Nunn and Goran Dragic as trade for Cal Lowry.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, yeah. you know, as much as I love those two guys, I think that would be a really good
0: trade as well. Yeah. But it would, be, the, but yeah, Philly could give Phil. I think Philly would just give like, I don't think Miami has the has like the assets to actually pull off a Kyle Lowry deal and and like no and just like knowing how like a Pat Riley and them and, and uh, the organization operates, right? Mm-hmm. It just seems more likely that they'd rather take their chances in free agency, right? Rather than give up like the rather than give up a lot of pieces right now because that can really screw over a team, like. I don't yeah. know if like uh, some if uh, some of our listeners might even know this, but in 2011, when the Knicks actually tried to trade for when the Knicks uh, were gonna going after Carmelo Anthony, everybody everybody and their mother knew that he was going to sign with them in free agency, but mm-hmm. they but the Knicks the Knicks didn't want to take any chances, right? So they they pretty much gave up half half of their roster. And they gave, up, uh, yeah. they gave up players like Danilo Gallinari, Wilson Chandler. And at the yeah, time, these yeah. guys were, like, legit, very good NBA players. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Right? And that basically set the Knicks back, like, four years. And that <laughs> yeah. basically just tarnished Carmelo's legacy in New York.
1: Yeah. No, he was, he was uh, very good in, in New York, though. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. Yeah.
0: Right. So, I think, like, Miami – I don't think Miami's going to, like, trade. I don't see Miami as, like, any, like, real destination. I think it's just, like, noise –
1: that's yeah, from... noise to create interest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, another another reason though, like the thing about Miami, their team chemistry is what sets them apart from most teams. Their team chemistry is incredible. They know 100%. They know that each other so well. They know their spots, everything like that. So I think trading like someone like Dragic and Nunn would kind of disrupt that, mm-hmm. like that special bond that they had. Like that's why they, you know, and that's why they got to. The finals you know like obviously exactly. they're a really good team but their team chemistry their their will to win you know
0: mm-hmm. was they're just tangibles basically
1: yeah exactly and, and you know you're you're gonna coach by eric spolstra you have someone like jimmy butler you know it's just it's, it's it's their team is good you know that's all i'm trying to get at like
0: oh yeah 100 percent, and yeah. like even like with miami right and, and like this actually like ties in a lot with jimmy butler right in terms of actual skill right right in terms of like just in, in, in if you take out his will to win and all of that, in terms of just like his actual on court skills, Jimmy Butler should not be as good as he is, right? I think he'd be somebody like more, like he'd be like lower than Demar Derozan's level just based on his skills, right? Because he's an average yeah. mid, he's an average mid mid range shooter. Mm-hmm. His three his three pointers are basically non, have basically become like almost non existence at, at this point. Yeah, and most of his offense actually comes from drawing fouls, right?
1: Right, free throws at the free throw line.
0: And if and if it was anybody other than like other than a guy with Jimmy Butler's like personality, his work ethic, and his will to win, yeah. I don't think that they would ever become a superstar. Do you know yeah, what I'm it's saying?
1: Just, yeah, it's his mentality that is allowing him to be as good as he is. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I think that was some good trade rumors we discussed. Let's get on to Jersey rankings now.
0: What do you think? Yes, sir. I think that, that I think that's a perfect transition.
1: Yeah. uh, So. Uh, I don't know if you guys have, uh, are aware, the NBA is releasing these earned jerseys, these new alternate jerseys for uh, all the playoff teams for all that the...
0: qualified last year.
1: Yeah. So we just wanted to talk about it, see which ones are our favorites, see which, which ones are the worst. And uh, yeah, I think you should start us off. All
0: right. Thank you. And, and for, for... Like, for me personally, my two favorites are the new, are the new Mavericks earned jerseys. And, mm-hmm. the Indi- and the indiana yellow and the indiana classic reggie miller style jerseys
1: those ones are yeah i i those ones are really good for sure because for sure.
0: like with dallas right their entire like their entire uh set mm-hmm. it's like it's very clean right but it's not and, and but it's not very flashy right and even yeah. this and even this one it, it does it, it does kind of add to that aesthetic but yeah. it, it just looks it just looks different because of the white text on the jerseys, right. rather uh, rather than the standard black on your on their regular, I believe it. They're called the icon jerseys, right? The road ones, you no. Know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So like because of the white text and just the pattern just the pattern and it just looks diff. It just looks different in 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 just the right amount. It looks different enough to the point where it's something that others would wear, but it doesn't look so different that it takes away from the team itself. Like yeah, if you remember, yeah, it still
1: has their same colors. You know,
0: like. If you remember the Fresh Prince jerseys last year, right? Like those yeah. were awful.
1: <laughs> I don't, I, I, don't know. I, I thought it was awful. I thought it was kind of cool, but that was just me. That was one of probably an unpopular opinion, you know. All
0: right. I mean, like the concept wasn't bad, right? It just, it just didn't work. I guess is what I'm trying to say.
1: I guess, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Because like, it, it, I don't like. I never thought of like Dallas as like a as that type of city, right? Mm-hmm. For like sure. When you think yeah. of those types of cities, you think of like very vibrant places, right? Like Brooklyn, New, like Brooklyn, I guess, anywhere in New York. Like New right. York for that matter. I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Miami and places like that. Right. For
1: sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Good choices. For sure. For me personally, yeah. I think Utah's Jersey is really cool just because of the green and yellow colors, like very vibrant. Yeah. You know? And I like, like that, that, like stripe of white, that's kind of there on the end of the Jersey. That's pretty cool as well. Mm-hmm. And then the other one I thought was really cool was the was the Bucks jersey. Uh, like, like you said, it's pretty simple, and uh, the 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 design on like the middle of the
0: jersey is, is really cool as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like, it's just different enough to the point where where it's where it like looks cooler. And right. uh, by the design you're talking about, like the deer antlers, right? Yes, yes,
1: on yes, the yes, sides. Yes, yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. So that like, pretty with, cool, with yeah. with these jerseys, right? I, I I understand exactly what you're saying. It's like they look just different enough to the point where they where they're like I don't know how to perfectly say this, but they're different from the regular jerseys, but they're not yeah. so different that it takes you away it, from the team.
1: Dude, you literally said it perfectly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, and with Utah, it's just very vibrant. That's why I like it all. You know, it's like just it just sticks sticks out. You know, the exactly. the, the bright colors, green, yellow, and and white. You know,
0: yeah. what do you have as your worst jerseys from okay. the new set?
1: this my choice does not reflect the my opinion of the team but i will have to say i don't think the clippers jersey is the is the is a good is the good yeah i think
0: it's the 100 percent i think the clippers and their just their entire like jersey their logos and just like their entire like team color scheme and all that in general i think it's like yeah. it's the worst in the it's the worst in the league in my opinion it's just there's nothing that can set the clippers apart from just yeah. from another team yeah, because like, like if thing, you showed someone right that never right. watched basketball before, mm-hmm. a Clippers jersey, and if you showed them like a high school jersey, right, they yeah. wouldn't be able to tell which is the NBA team and which is the high school team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. Like their like their normal white jerseys, like the home ones. I I, mm-hmm. I think those are the home ones, right? Or the yeah. blue ones. Even they're yeah. those are pretty. Like I, they, you could see like their colors, right? But this mm-hmm. one is just kind of gray with like a bit of white on the sides. You know, like exactly. and gray has like, never been yeah. a good jersey I, color. I feel like they could have. Yeah, I feel like they could have done something better. But yeah, that's that's is one of the worst ones.
0: But oh yeah, for I, me I, I like, have the Clippers. I also have the I also have the Blazers because they have a gray jersey as well. Yeah, and Blazers have.
1: a Yeah, it's kind of like inverted. You know, the exactly. the Clippers was fully gray and a little bit of white. This one's a kind of white, a little bit of gray. You know,
0: it's just a weird color. It's like uh, yeah. Ha- like uh, the way I describe it is: say you had like some gray clothes and some white clothes in the washing machine at the same time, right? And yeah. they started to bleed into each other. That's what these Blazers jerseys remind me. Of.
1: Exactly, and Blazers Trailblazers are red and black, not gray. Exactly, like, you know. It just, and the Blazers are kind of have
0: like, Such a cool color scheme, too.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah, like if you notice, most of these, uh, most of these jerseys, except for I'd say like the Raptors, they they kind of represent their team's colors, right? That's what mm-hmm. the goal is. I don't know, but. For the Portland Trailblazers, and Clippers, they didn't really do that, but yeah, but yeah, their normal jerseys are, are nice though, for sure. Hundred percent, yeah.
0: Even like so, even like some uh, just some other like uh, outliers, right? I guess like Miami's trophy gold, like the Miami oh yeah trophy gold. What's your opinion on that? Because that's very very divisive from what yeah. I've seen on
1: that. Miami. That one is a different one for sure. It's, I don't know. I think it's kind of similar to the Indiana Pacers jersey, except without the striped pattern. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what to think about. I, it looks cool, but uh, I'd say I don't know. I, you, we, we know the the Miami have have had some fire jerseys, you know, like their 100%. Miami Vice City ones. Those were incredible. But this one, I'd say, I don't think it's bad at all. I think it's
0: okay, you know. Mm-hmm. What, like, what
1: about you? What do you think?
0: I think for me, it's like very. I, I mean, I like the colors. And I do like how, and I do, and I do like the fact that it does like, like, it does like make sense for and right. the story behind it. Like if you look it up on the website, right. It's actually really cool. Oh, okay. But okay. Yeah. It's just, it's just not like a Miami heat Jersey. Right. Because Miami, because like Miami is one of those teams where they either have like all of their jerseys. They've either been like, they've either been good mm-hmm. or they've been amazing. Right. Like Miami's worst Jersey, which I think is like the, which I think is just their black, their uh, black uh away jersey, right? Even that even that would just be like middle of the pack. Right, right. Right? But this one, it's just it just doesn't it just doesn't seem to fit with the rest yeah. of them, right?
1: It's not that it's a bad jersey, it's just
0: mm-hmm.
1: like personally I like team? the Vice City ones are one of the best jerseys that have ever been created in the NBA, you know.
0: One hundred percent. Yeah. But then I again, think, I'm uh,
1: biased. No, dude, I'm not even a Heat fan, and I think it's it's an amazing jersey, you know? Uh huh. Yeah, jerseys for that matter. Jerseys. But, yeah, yeah. I think that was a good discussion on the jerseys. Ranking. Let's get into the last part of the podcast today, and let's do some hot takes. You know, let's get right. some discussion, some arguments going. You know.
0: Yes, sir. I'm ready. Yeah. I'll start off first.
1: first. Yep. I think. Thank you. By the way, I think uh, my hot take for for this week was Giannis should be an MVP candidate.
2: Ooh. That
1: and and. I know he is an MVP candidate, but I mean like a legit contender for the MVP. I'm not saying he should just be kind of top five. I think he is making a case to win his third straight. That's my hot take.
2: Uh, Yeah,
1: I know. I know you're thinking, uh, thinking some, some things right now, but here, let me explain. Let me explain. Go for it. First of all, as of now, the Bucks are, uh, I think they're third in the East, right? And they've won like seven in a row, something like that. Yeah. So they're already a uh, top three team and Giannis is one of like the core reasons that that is happening. He's literally averaging like 29 points per game. I think like 12 rebounds and like six assists per game as a small forward power forward position. Yeah. Now that compared to his MVP season, is just a little bit worse. Just a tiny bit worse. But what I'm trying to get at is that this guy is still playing at his elite level that he's always been playing at. But no one is talking about it because of voter fatigue. No one wants him to win again. And that, as much as, like, I understand voter fatigue. You know, everyone wants to see a new MVP win. Or a new person win MVP, sorry. Yeah. discredit how good this guy's
0: playing right now. That's what I think. Oh, yeah. I think, like, I think a lot of that has to do with, I, I don't fully disagree with you on that. Because if you just look at his, like, statistical output and, and I guess, like, where his team is. Right. It does certainly qualify him. Mm -hmm. voter fatigue is one is like one of the reasons i think it's one i think it's like one of the main reasons you're absolutely right about that right but i think the other reason is because i don't think people actually have like faith in the bucks anymore if you know what i mean
1: yeah yeah i think that's a big thing that influences a decision Mm -hmm. which it it shouldn't be but it it unfortunately is you know exactly and it actually it kind of makes sense because you know the bucks they're like always close to getting to the to the finals or like one stop away from the finals and then something happens they lose you know
0: Mm mm-hmm and and, they don't just lose, yeah. they lose, they lose
1: badly. Yeah, like, when the Bucks lost to the Heat, I mm-hmm. I did not believe it. I was like, what, when did, like, what is this, like, you know?
0: I but, think, like, yeah. that's when people started realizing, right? Like, that's when people lost a lot of faith in, like, Youngest. And that's when a uh, Youngest, and especially, like, uh, you saw, that's when, like, you saw all of the memes start to come out about the Bucks, right? How yes, no matter, yes, yes, yes. How, like, no matter what they do, they can't actually finish in that and then you see, and then you see all these discussions about how Youngest actually isn't how Youngest isn't really skilled, and he's just an athletic guy who dunks all the time. And you get all of those takes, right? What do you yeah. think of that, by the way? Because I because this does kind of relate to your uh, take about Youngest
1: about like he's just an athletic, uh, athletic kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, even I guess I see what people are saying, but you don't just we don't win two MVPs by just being an athlete. like this guy. Even if he's just like that, he's just so dominant. Mm-hmm. That it kind of doesn't matter in that. Case. Like, like someone averaging 30, 12 and six, like, come on, like you looking at it just like objectively, he, he that's amazing. You know, exactly. 56% from the field. Like, even if he's just athletic, he, he's still a dom Like he's like extremely dominant in the paint or just, you know, defensively, he's a, he's just like very good defensively. So I don't know. Like, even if, uh, like we've seen a lot of athletes, like a lot of athletic, people you know, Russell Westbrook, yeah, uh, Giannis. Josh Smith, you know, but that like, that doesn't discredit how good they are, you know? Exactly. And LeBron James, you know, he's a, he's a freak of nature, you know? Mm -hmm. But you know, LeBron is obviously different than, but I'm just, that's what I'm trying to get at is like, it doesn't discredit how good Giannis is as a player. And I'm saying this as a, as a Steph Curry fan, you know, I think like Steph Curry's having an elite year as well, but he's not going to be an MVP contention just because of the record. You know?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Even with the uh, yeah. uh, youngest, right, and uh, like the thing that I always point to when people say, "Oh, he's just an athlete, he's just an athletic athletic guy who's not who's not too skilled," and there is some there is some a um, motive to that, right? And I think that's why he struggles heavily in the playoffs because the main the main skill that you do need in the playoffs to be like to be very successful, right, you need to be able to create your own shot, and that's right. something that I think that and that's not something that Youngest can do yet because mm-hmm. he doesn't have that shooting ability, so.
2: I don't think it's yeah. fair to
0: say that he's just like an he's just like an athletic guy who can only dunk, right? Because that's not because he does average six assists too, and yeah, most, he's a good and, passer for, exactly. for his role, yeah. And people are forgetting he also won Defensive Player of the Year last year too. I think he was one exactly.
1: Of, people are forgetting that he's an all around type of player, ex- except shooting wise. You know,
0: I think like the only other player to do that was Hakeem Olajuwon, right? When he won MVP oh. and Defensive Player of the Year. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. And okay, the thing that. with and the other thing with Giannis is right. He's improved. He's improved on at least one statistic, or at least or like on at least one or more than one metric in his in, in his uh, season, every right. single year since he started playing. I mean, right. if you like, we all remember when Giannis started playing, right? He was rated like a fifty-eight in two K.
1: Yeah, he was very. He's pretty. Yeah, yeah. But he's improved heavily. You know, hundred percent. Yeah,
0: and he's doing all this in like thirty-four in like thirty-four minutes a game too
1: exactly and another thing imagine if he was good consistently good at shooting free throws
0: mm-hmm.
1: that 29 would be a, maybe a 33 or a 34 you know
0: 100%
1: which would elevate his game even more but yeah that's that was my
0: hot take so let's I hear like, yours now i like i like that hot take i actually yeah. I actually do agree with it somewhat but i somewhat yeah i still don't think he's going to win yeah
1: i don't yeah sadly he's probably not going to win yeah
0: yeah who do you who do you think is? Going on? I'm guessing it's either going to be Jokic or Embiid probably.
1: Yeah, I, I you know I thought LeBron was going to be up there as well, but because yeah. of his ankle injury, I think it's between Jokic and Embiid. And yeah. then I think also Dame is up there, but 100 only if like Dame was like number two in the rankings this week or something like that. Yeah, For like per NBA.com, but that's mm-hmm. only if like the they like start maybe get to the third or fourth
0: seed. They maybe Dame has a good chance as well. But yeah, exactly. And with and, uh, even with uh, Dame, right? Uh, mm-hmm. He's single-handedly dragging a Portland team that should not be that should not exactly. be at their position. Exactly, that's the that's one of the main reasons. Exactly, yeah. You know they're the only like t- you know they're like one of the only not one of they're the only playoff team in in uh, the Western Conference that actually has a negative point differential. Yeah, I saw that. I know that's crazy. To think about yeah. Exactly. So and for yet, my hot take, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is gonna cause. Uh, I don't. I don't think this is gonna uh, help my case. But I'm gonna stick to my guns on this. Okay, let's hear it. Let's hear it. I think that Harrison Barnes is a better trade asset than DeMar DeRozan. What? All right, all right. right. I know what you're thinking. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out,
1: dude. That's uh, that's kind of a interesting, quite interesting take you've uh, you've said here.
0: Now notice, I didn't say better player. I said better trade asset. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's hear it. Let's hear the facts. Let's hear what facts you got. So here's the, so here's my breakdown on DeMar DeRozan, right? Is he playing okay. at an all-star level? Absolutely. But, Absolutely, and, the, yeah. and as a trade asset, I'm specifically talking for teams that for teams that are going to be contenders. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, so I should clarify that because if you're, because if you're talking just straight up in terms of players, right. To, uh, even like a even a mediocre team I guess so, some, so somebody like Charlotte or uh even uh I mean there, I mean I, I don't even know if there are any mediocre teams in the west but somebody like Charlotte Atlanta something like that right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Demar DeRoz- like Demarta Rosing is obviously worth more than Harrison Barnes but to contending yes. teams specifically mm-hmm. Harrison Barnes is a lot better of an asset because of Demar Rosen's flaws in his in his skill set.
1: Okay, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Let's see right. what 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 does so, Harrison Barnes do better?
0: We have to first look at what Demar Derozan is good at. What is Demar Derozan right. good at? He's a he's a, he's a deadly mid-range shooter,
2: mm-hmm.
0: he, and he's and he's excellent as and he's excellent as a playmaker, right? Yeah, we can agree on that for sure. And he's very good at drawing fouls as well. Yes, yes, for sure. But none of those things. Have helped it have have helped this guy in the playoffs. And if Demar Derozan is either your first or your second best player, it's not gonna it's not gonna lead you to getting wins. And it's not gonna lead you to getting wins, when it matters most, which is in the playoffs. And this is evidence. And this is evidence by his time in Toronto, right? And right. I mean, if we like, if we can't forget, in his last game as a Raptor, he got eject, he got ejected from the floor, and he, <laughs> and uh, he had one of the worst his worst performances in that entire right. series. Right. Right. And another thing with DeMar DeRozan is right because of how because of how like specialized and specific his skill set is, he's always he always needs the ball in his hands to actually be effective. Because he's not a spot up threat. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's not, and he's and he's not really the best off ball cutter as well. So because of that, he I think that he's not exactly as good a trade asset as people make him out to be. Because right. there aren't that many teams that can like realis- that realistically trade for him. Right. Right. Because like the only teams I can I can honestly think of that would that I think would should give Demar Derozan a shot are like the Orlando Magic and the Atlanta Hawks because he fits what they need, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right. But here's but I don't think a single contender can actually use Demar Derozan as he is now. If Demar Derozan shifts to like a bench role, so something like how Bogdan Bogdanovich was on was on the Kings and how he's how I think he's going to be used on the Hawks, right? As right. he's going to. He's gonna be uh he's gonna be coming uh, off of the bench and he can be a starter, but his main skill will be in those transitional lineups, right? Where you have right. something like three starter, like two starters, three bench players. So mm-hmm. he's going so if he goes against primarily bench units, I think that DeMar DeRozan can excel in that role. But as one of your primary like stars, right? Or as one of your primary players, I don't think he's good enough to be that on an actual contending team. Right. Now Harrison, now let's get to Harrison Barnes. Okay. Great. Wait, before I get to Harrison Barnes, what did you think of that analysis?
1: Uh I'd say you have a point, but my thing is like I see what you're saying about a contending team. Like, for example, like if he was on the nets, he doesn't need, he doesn't even need to be on the nets, right? Because you already mm. have KD, Kyrie, and Harden. Exactly. But any team that doesn't have those role, like any any team that doesn't have like a good shooting guard, he would be it would be really really good for that team because at the end of the day it's DeMar DeRozan you know the guy who exactly. can get you 20 points 6 7 assists a night i'm
0: You're not saying it. he's going to be bad right, but, right. Will, but but will he be what that team need? will he be what uh, what that team needs because if it's a contending team then, mm-hmm. I, then I think that somebody like Harrison Barnes or buddy healed actually would be mm-hmm. a, would, would be another comparison is a lot better because they can just they can fill a role right because what what right. is Harrison Barnes good at he's a good three point shooter He's a good defender. Mm-hmm. He's a decent passer. He can play the four. He can play both the three and the four, but most. Uh, but he can, he can defend heavily on switches too, which is actually which is actually an important asset, right? Right. But my but my main thing with Harrison Barnes is right, and he, and uh, if you base it on his contract, he's on a declining contract, and he's signed long term. I think he's signed for like two or three more years. Right. Right. And a contend- okay. and any contending team would rather have somebody that's that's already signed long term. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or at least or even if not long term that's at least signed for two or three years rather than somebody who's an expiring contract and could potentially leave right right I see for example you're... just take boston right because i think every single person who's getting traded is going to be linked with boston because of the traded player <laughs> exception right yeah can't wait for those dangly engineerly trades by the way yeah of course of course yeah that's gonna be a right but if you but if you take harrison barnes on a team like the celtics right he fills he fills a lot of the holes that they have, right? Because they do, because they because they do need a four who can space mm-hmm. the floor, who can shoot, he can play defense. Just do a little, just do a little bit of everything. Harrison Barnes, I wouldn't say he's like a, the best playmaker, or, or even that he's like good, right? But he's competent. Right. That. Right. Like he's de- right. Like he he does his job basically, right? Mm-hmm. And as a trade, so that's why I think as a trade asset. He Mm -hmm. makes more sense for contending teams than DeMar DeRozan does.
1: Yeah, interesting. So you're saying, like, for contending teams, Harrison Barnes would be a, just because he's a really good role player, he would fit better. Exactly. I see your point. I see your point. But I also have to say that no matter what, DeMar DeRozan will also have a very impact, a very good impact on a team. But I see your point. I see like if the contending team is looking like if they're, not, if they're not look like, for example, like I said, the Nets or like even the 76ers, they don't really need someone like DeMar DeRozan. Mm-hmm. But if a team who like, for example, let's say there's a team who could do uh, good with either Harrison Barnes or DeMar DeRozan.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan 100% yeah, exactly. time. yeah, but I see what you mean in terms of role players. Harrison Barnes would be a, a deadly asset on or a contending team exactly just, just like like how he was for the warriors you know mm-hmm. and even option, like
0: you know? oh sorry uh you were saying
1: yeah he's like you know he has he's a really really good third option like i'm talking mm-hmm. 2014 2015 warriors as well you know like yeah
0: 100 for sure yeah and like even and even with uh, certain like other like other players who are on the trade trade market or let's just like let's just do a lightning round i guess i'll just give you i'll just give you some players and in like ending and uh, I guess we can just do like one or like uh, like not one or two second uh, thoughts, one or two sentence thoughts. My bad. Okay, for sure, for All sure. Right. Yep. First guy, I'm gonna give you Marvin Bagley. Marvin Bagley. So, what you want me to say? Like, do you where think he like, would be? exactly because the Kings do want to move on from him and he wants to be traded? So, where do you think like a good destination for him would be?
1: Uh, maybe the Hawks. I'd say,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think the Hawks would be a good destination for him. He could, uh, and you know we discussed this earlier. Maybe he could be like a, like a Bagley in a first rounder for John Collins sort of deal. Maybe you know that mm-hmm. could be a thing because he's he's not like he's like a a good role player. So I think he he'd be pretty good for for uh for them as well. Mm-hmm. What, what and he you has think? potential too, right? Because he's yeah, still he has, young. exactly. Exactly. Like he's averaging like 14 and 7, which is like good stats for a role player, you know? So, Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: No, that was going to go into my next question about John Collins, right? Because, I mean, that was one of the trades that, like, I I think... I don't know if it'll ever happen, but it's it makes too much sense not to, if you know what I mean. Yeah, John Collins, yeah. The Hawks don't want to pay John Collins, and the Kings don't want to keep Marvin Bagley, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. both of them are free, and they're going to have to pay one of them because both of them are free agents, right? Right, right. And right now, Marvin Bagley, he's not, like... I wouldn't say that they're like at the same level, right? Because John Collins is a much better player, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Marvin Bagley, he has the potential to develop to John Collins' level,
2: or yeah, even more than exactly that
0: if he's actually like if everything goes right for him. I think he's just been injured so much that he that he's never actually had the time to properly develop his game because every time he's actually like developing something, he gets injured again and he has to do rehab and all that.
1: You know right. What I mean? Right. Yeah. 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 That would be that would be a, I think that would be a, a good deal for sure because whoever. Mm-hmm. Like gets Marvin Bagley or John Collins, or it's gonna they're gonna make an immediate impact, you know. Exactly. They're both right. relative. they yeah, yeah.
0: So switching, all right, switching gears from Marvin Bagley and I guess John Collins now because I think we both have the same thing for John Collins, yeah. right? For sure. Yep. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna give. Okay, I'm gonna give you somebody like, let's go, let's go with Evan
1: Fournier. Evan Fournier, ooh, that's a. Other than the Cel-
0: like, the other than
1: the Celtics trade. Other than that, Celtics trend. That's a that's a good question. Because he's a guy who can create his own shot. So I mean, mm-hmm. all the all, any team would. I think. I don't know why, but I, I think even the Warriors, would uh would wouldn't mind someone like Kevin Fournier to let someone else, create his own shot other than Steph or Andrew Wiggins, you know. Get you right. get you fifteen to twenty a night. I don't know. It's kind of a weird, weird uh trade destination, but
0: I think that's what I would go with. Yeah, but like, no, I look, I like that definitely. I think mm-hmm. like no, I like I think it's very. I honestly think that it's pretty good. What mm-hmm. about Lonzo Ball? Because we've been hearing a lot of rumors about. Ooh, Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I <laughs> I
1: heard that uh, Lonzo Ball or sorry, Bol Bol is being offered in a package for Lonzo Ball, which is <laughs> such a random random player to be added. You know.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, cool. I don't
0: like, I don't even know why the I honestly don't think the Pelican should trade him because he's been he's been playing very good recently. No, exactly. I think he's really good with the Pelican,
1: especially since there's just like a they have a good like core, you know, Lonzo exactly. Zion uh, Brandon, Brandon Ingram. Ingram.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And uh, I guess some, I guess like for some other like slightly like lower trade, lower trade targets. Uh, Victor, Ol- like what do you think about Victor Oladipo? Because I'm not even sure what to say at this point. <laughs> yeah,
1: just to quickly end off the like, I think he should stay on the Pelicans. Like, it's he's too he's too good to be traded at this point in his career. You know, like since they already have like a nice core build. For instance, of Victor Oladipo, that's a very very good question. Uh,
0: did you see what the Warriors were? were uh, did you see what the Rockets were asking the Warriors rather? For yeah, they're Oladipo? asking
1: for James Wiseman or their or the Minnesota pick. Like, come on. Oh dude. no, that's too much. They're asking much, for the much. they're asking for the whole world at that point. You know. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. He's as good, you know, Victor Oladipo's a good, he's, he's a good player, but he's not worth like giving away like James Wiseman, possibly the future or like a top top four, top five protected pick, you know? Or was it unprotected? I don't, I don't remember.
0: Oh no, it's top three protected. for It's top three protected next year or like oh, not okay. next year, This like uh, for this draft. And if it doesn't convey this year, then it becomes unprotected in 2022.
1: Okay, either way, like a top five pick, right? Exactly. Really good. Yeah, like, because you know, yeah, I Victor Oladipo, I don't even know where he, he would even go. <laughs> what about you? What do you think?
0: I mean, honestly, the Rockets the Rockets really messed up when they traded for him in the first place. Mm-hmm, right. Because mm-hmm. if they just kept Karis Lovert, right. Then it would have just solved then it would have just uh, solved like all the problems they're having with Oladipo now. Because everyone like it's been pretty well known that he's gonna go to Miami in the offseason, regardless. And Miami's not going to, and just knowing the way that, like, Pat Riley and the organization operate, right, I don't think Miami's going to trade for Oladipo now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because they'd be gutting their their whole team, like we previously said in that whole Knicks scenario, right? Right, yeah. But I don't know who would even want, who would, like, take Victor Oladipo at this point because he's, he's an interesting player, as in, like, everyone knows how good he can be, but he just yeah. hasn't been for one reason or another, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so, for sure. I, yeah, exactly. He has, he he's a good player. He just you know injuries have gotten the best of him.
0: Exactly. So I don't. Go, so like I can't even like gauge what his value would be to a team. Right? Yeah.
1: Well, you know, at the end of the day, even if he gets traded, he doesn't get traded. He's still a very good singer. So there's 100%. that. One you know? hundred percent. You know, and I think with that, you know, today I think we can. I think we're gonna end off this episode with uh, yeah. with the that uh, last discussion with Victor Olivo. Thank you guys so much for listening to our episode. Uh, you know, we're obviously, you know, new to this podcasting stuff. So we're going to get better each episode. We're going to try and be more articulate, whatever, whatever it might be, you know, but thank you guys for tuning in, listening. And uh, next episode, we'll, we'll talk more basketball as usual, you know,
0: 100%. Yeah. So, so, so from future topics, like we were, like we were going to talk about, we're just going to get like, we're just going to give you a little bit of a preview, right. For the future. So, like we said in the original trailer for this podcast, it'll be a one-stop shop for everything basketball, right? So we can right. talk about some, like, all-time rankings, some controversies that happened before, like the 2002 Western Conference Finals, if you know what I mean. And st- or we can just talk about some trades that should have happened or the, or just, like, what we're doing now, the current NBA and the state of affairs.
2: Yeah,
1: a lot of topics to be discussed. So, 100%. so please, or, uh, yeah, a lot of topics to be discussed. <laughs> yeah (laughs)
0: all right once again once again we're gonna sign off now my name is my name is this is my co-host shiel and thanks for listening to the critical points basketball podcast
1: have a good day everyone